Welcome to the Brown County Hour. Coming to you from the legendary hills of Brown. Where the plum purple haze, the one nature herself drapes over the hills and hollers, inspires local characters, artists, and nature lovers. It's as though the hills themselves conspire to create a beauty and a culture in the heart of Indiana. Sit for a spell and hear the music, the tall tales, true stories, and current goings-on. Brought to you by folks who still know how to sit by a fire in winter and swim buck-naked in summer. Welcome to episode 25 of the Brown County Hour. In this special presentation, we're delighted to bring you our Earth Day Fun Drive show. This is Dave Seastrom with Vera Grubbs. Hi Vera, I'm excited about today's show. Not only are we celebrating Earth Day, but we're also celebrating WFHB. And we're here to help raise some money to support the great programming we all enjoy. Hi Dave, I surely agree with you. WFHB has such a special place in our hearts, and it's a pleasure for us at the Brown County Hour to do our part. Today's show will be a little different from our usual production. We begin by honoring distinguished Brown County resident Hank Swain, followed by the Indiana Boys with a tune from their new CD recorded live at the Brown County Music Awards. This recording, called The Modern World, was nominated for Best New CD of the Year. This is Pam Rader with the Brown County Hour. We would like to give a tribute to Hank Swain, 95, town elder and model citizen who passed away recently. Hank was one of the founders of our local writers group, RAPS, short for Writers, Readers, and Poets Society. He encouraged younger members, published three books, wrote for our Brown County and the Herald Tribune. His stories were also aired on WFHB in the Brown County Hour. Gazing at the limestone fireplace of our new library, Hank was inspired to write the tall tale you will hear in this segment. For years after that, he and his wife, Marty, sponsored a tall tale tell-off. What could be more Brown County? He taught tall tale writing and compiled a book of his tales, which he called Harmless Exaggerations. Here is a story about a little-known Brown County creature, the Scup Rat. The Scup Rats of Salt Creek. Now that our new library has been open for a while, I wonder how many observant readers have noticed the holes in the fireplace stones. I'm not referring to the slight identifications that are left by the lifting tongs in setting the stones, nor am I including the weathered chiseled marks left by the original shapers of the stones. I mean the shallow holes about a diameter of a silver dollar. Some of these stones came from the abutments of the old bridge site just south of town. They mark the last traces of the old Nashville to Bloomington Road that was abandoned in the late 1920s after the relocation of State Road 46 and the building of a new bridge adjacent to it. There is a relationship to the holes in the stones and the fact that they came from the old bridge abutment. The stories from early settlers in Brown County give reference to a strange animal no longer with us. 
It seems very likely that it was this now extinct species of marsupial that may explain the holes in the library stone's face. The scrap rat, curare marsupium, Latin, was a kind of a cross between a beaver and a muskrat. It was smaller in size than either, but it had a gnawing power of a beaver, except its incisors were sculpted like miniature satellite dishes. Now, the scup rat was not a stone borer, but a wood borer. Its main diet was the sap from trees growing along the creek banks. It also feasted on mussels from the creek, cutting holes in their shells and sucking out the contents. Curare marsupium means scouring rat, derived from the scouring motion the scup rat used in its boring method. A woodpecker makes holes by the repetitive force of its blows. The scup rat creates its holes by the rapid oscillating rotational motion of its head as the sharp concave cuspids do their work. The smooth, shallow, concave holes left potato-like chip shavings that floated down the stream. The pelts were prized among the Indians for their smoothness and light beige color of the fur. The trappers made small drawspring pouches for carrying arrowheads and other prized agate stones and beads. Early white settlers used theirs as money pouches, and it was probably the rare light color and excellent texture of the fur that made the pelts so valuable that led to the animal's extinction. The last reported scup rat in Brown County was near the Lon Weddell farm along Salt Creek shortly after World War I. Now since the scup rat was not a stone borer, you may wonder how they are related to the stones in the library fireplaces. Now, while the scup rat was primarily a wood borer, those concave incisors needed to be kept sharp to do their work. Now, when I was a boy, we kept a large pedal grindstone in the barn to keep our tools sharpened. Water dripping from a can suspended above the turning grindstone wheel kept it cool so that the sharpening item did not lose its temper. The scup rat used the sandstone abutments close to the water for sharpening their teeth. Scup rats need to frequently flush their teeth in water as they sharpen them in order not to overheat them. The sandstone abutments made an ideal spot for the scup rats to perform their dental hygiene maintenance. I suspect the scup rats had their own special sharpening holes because you may notice uh, one of the holes in the fireplace stone is somewhat serrated instead of smooth. A scup rat with a damaged cuspid might have caused this hole to be fluted instead of smooth like the others. I doubt there's a living person in Brown County who has ever seen a scup rat. Many have probably never even heard of them. Many small cemeteries dot the hills of Brown County, reminding us of the generations that preceded us. 
It's our way of honoring their precedents and remembering them. Our species is alive and well, but the scup rat has become extinct. I like to think that the faces of our library fireplace stones were leaving a marker to remind us of the furry little scup rat that once enjoyed the freedom of Brown County's flowing streams. May it also be a reminder that the scup rats were here first, but are no more because of the consequences of human greed. Well, get your card, ain't very far to a little fire in the woods. Grab your wine, we're gonna have a good time, chillin' like children should. Yeah, the grass is moist when I caught her voice, that's how I got my t-shirt torn. I found her there, she smiled at me, stringy like a hero corn. Welcome back to episode 25 of the Brown County Hour. We begin with an Earth Day essay from Dave Seastrom, followed by a poem from Chris Curtin, and a live recording from the Brown County Music Awards featuring Lauren Robert singing, A Man Who Lays a Hand on Me. Hi, this is Dave Seastrom with the Brown County Hour. In the most fundamental way, Earth Day is about life all life, including yours and mine. As simple as it is, in order for life to exist, there must be a place for life to happen, and an environment which supports it. On our planet, every single one of us share every essential ingredient to sustain life. There are no borders when it comes to the basics of life. When we see the earth is alive, we are acting in our own best interest. When our oceans are healthy, we, as a life form, are healthy. 
When our climate is stable, our food sources are stable and the world is fed. When we have clean air to breathe, we all see benefits in the way of fewer diseases and longer lifespans. If we see the earth as a commodity, this attitude allows for exploitation and destructive practices like turning our forest lands into industrial tree farms or removing mountaintops for a few hours of electricity. In other words, trading short-term gains for a stable and healthy environment is neither stable nor a gain. It's short-sighted. Each generation is charged with a responsibility to be good stewards, whether or not we have any awareness of this. All of our actions contribute to the situation we find ourselves in. The good news is that we have a choice in how we conduct ourselves. My generation had the privilege to be the first in human history to see what our planet looks like from outer space. The image of our incredibly beautiful planet has impressed everyone who's seen it. And for all the right reasons, this image helped to spawn the first Earth Day. When we see our tiny world in the backdrop of the universe, it becomes apparent how rare, how precious this world of ours truly is. We also realize we're all in this together. When Brazilian rainforests are cut down, there's no oxygen for North America. When climate change disrupts weather patterns, there's no rain for corn crops in Iowa. When oceans can no longer support life, the world goes hungry. The idea of Earth Day isn't all that old. I remember attending the first celebration back in 1970. All across the United States, 20 million people took a few moments to consider where we live and how to appreciate and protect this bit of magic that sustains us. It's not about politics or religion or which government temporarily controls the planet. It's about whether or not our descendants will have a sustainable existence, and in that way, it's up to us to make the tough choices, or wash our hands and allow someone else to solve our problem. We've come a long way from the ecological horrors of the 70s. Burning rivers, nuclear meltdowns, toxic gas releases have all contributed to the understanding that we as a life form in fact, every life form are dependent on where we live and the condition of the earth that we live on. We are now facing a situation where we can no longer ignore the obvious. The ostrich option is no longer viable. We can't hide behind our borders and wave our magic flag to make our problems go away. What affects one affects us all. We simply don't have the luxury of time for endless debates based on pseudoscience or personal belief. Hard information is available, and we have the option to act accordingly. Many of us believe there are solutions. They come from different directions and offer great opportunities, but only if we are open to them. We are already seeing many solutions in the form of renewable energy, local farmers markets, recycling, and energy efficient homes and cars. This is a great starting point. All these years after the first Earth Day, we're still struggling with energy choices that are producing many of the most threatening hazards we face. When a massive amount of oil is spilled in the Gulf, it's not an isolated incident. The ripple effect touches all of us. Dependence on fossil fuel causes terrible compromises with the environment and necessitates endless wars, and it's our kids that are dying in them, and it's our grandchildren that will have to live in a greatly diminished world with far fewer choices. 
I believe the concept that separates the different views is between those who see the earth as alive and those who don't. I'm not sure it's all that simple, but if we love and value life, doesn't it make sense to love and value the source of that life and to treat this irreplaceable gift with the respect that it deserves? I think so. This is Dave Seastrom, Living on the Earth and Loving It. See you next time. This is Chris Curtin with the poem called Dirt. Dirt, dirt, it's everywhere. Don't do much, just lays there. You can dig it up and spread it around, pile it up or doze it down. Get enough dirt, you got some ground, nice little place to run around. Run around, find a spouse, settle down, build a house. Make it log or brick or stone. Build your house, make it home. Sitting at home, you and the wife, want to liven up your life? Do the dirty with your mate, have some kids, propagate. Raise them up, strong and good, like you know you ought to should, so they can get out on their own, find some dirt, and make it home. It's the morning of another day But you won't be mourning me Cause the fool who lashes out my way He'll get a taste of hickory Quicker than a match head fire I'll strike him to an early grave And the man who lays a hand on me Best have his funeral paid I got more to tell you Well, a woman come by my kitchen door For some tea and sympathy Shot a courage and a talking to Got that woman off her knees Oh, if you're doing business in the dark In stone your name will be The man who lays a hand on me Best have his funeral paid oh, Do you hear that graveyard I gotta hear from the band right now.
Brown County Hour is underwritten by Riverlight Yoga, offering classes for beginning and experienced students and private appointments for coaching and yoga therapy with Lee Edgren, MS, ERYT 500. Upcoming special events include Janice Jaffe's Healing Sound Meditation and Our Body is the Story of Our Life, an embodied writing session with Allison Disler. Details at riverlightyoga.com. Welcome back to episode 25 of the Brown County Hour. Tramp Star begins the segment with a poem called Farm Funeral. We have Carrie Ray's tune, Wait On In, winner of the best new song at this year's Brown County Music Awards, and our own Rick Fettig with his piece, Why Die the Buffalo. Hi, I'm Tramp Star. You don't know about me without you've read the writings of a fellow named Carl Wilson, but that ain't no matter. Carl was a writer, a goat farmer, a boxer, and an all-around swell guy. Good friend of mine. Carl used to publish some of my stuff under the title Jokes and Jingles from Curly Shingles by Tramp Star. Curly Shingles was the name he had given his little old cabin. The shake shingles had all kind of curled up on him. Tramp Star is, well, that's me. Farm Funeral. The man who breaks and tills the sod works in full partnership with God. One single thought, plan matching plan, the unity of God and man. No finer tribute can be paid to any dead than this. He made a barren field to bloom. His hand brought fruitfulness unto the land. The strong brown hands are quiet now that knew the secrets of the plow. In groups around the yard and gate, his lifelong friends and neighbors wait. On meadowlands that upward sweep move dairy cattle, grazing sheep. From deep lone bottom fields the sheen of gaily bannered corn is seen. The square house, solid, painted white. The barns and orchard at the right. A restful, peaceful haven stands. A monument to his dead hands. The traffic sweeps along its way where once a swampy woodlot lay. And as it passes, biting, quick, a voice says, Burying some hick. A wise man he, among the wise, perceiving through unjaundiced eyes values that others could not see. His hand found truth unerringly. Versed in craft, little understood, he knew the wild things of the wood, the seasons, winds, and singing birds, familiarly as his own herds. 
one with the earth, of God apart, washed clean of body, mind, and heart. He walked as only rulers can, asking no odds from life or man. The rubber sings with muffled roar. The cars and trucks speed past the door and leave a voice there floating thin. Hey, look, some yokel has cashed in. A giant of the earth was he to win his fields from stone and tree, to string his fences, hold each gain through searing drought and flooding rain, erecting his protective tents against the warring elements. An axe, a saw, a grubbing hoe, a furrow, then a greening row. It took a giant, nothing less, to wrest farms from the wilderness, a lesser vision, strength, and trust, the elements would grind to dust. His neighbors move about the place, view each in turn his sleeping face. A car slows, and a voice inside says, yeah, I guess some hayseed died. The man who breaks and tills the sod works in full partnership with God. One single thought, plan matching plan, the unity of God and man. No finer tribute can be paid to any dead than this. He made a barren field to bloom. His hand brought fruitfulness into the land. Been some time since you've been able to lay some bread upon your table. You've been wondering how good Lord just stand by See my friends You got to trust And when you're Singing bold is rusting I'll be there orders Just a thing Your spirit Call the daughter Bring your kids To the holy water Holy river Gonna wash Your sins away With the mighty Wabash Be your Jordan Wait on him Just like the Lord done Found your body Know your soul It's been delivered See your weary From the crying See your faith Slowly dying Bet you're wondering how good Lord could just stand by. He wants to heal your situation. Consider this your invitation to add some water to your faith. Watch it grow 
call my daughter Bring your kids to the holy water the river Gonna wash your sins away Let the fight of bash Be your Jordan Wait on him Just like the Lord done Drown your body Know your soul Has been delivered This is Rick Fettig with the Brown County Hour, and I have a little piece for you for Earth Day. Why Die the Buffalo? The buffalo roamed in herds of thousands, roaming free over the American plains. Indians took one bull at a time, shelter, clothing, food, and tools were their gain. The pale face slaughtered for only hides and horns, bodies left in bulk, eroded by the rains. Big bang, the buffalo gone, who to thunk, the greed was wrong. Salmon were plenty, the rivers were full, eagles nest and fly strong, inspiration to a nation. Squirrels crossed the Midwest without touching the ground. Wolves were abundant in the distance they call. Clear cuts, chemicals, and fossil fuels. Mass production and concrete has damaged it all. Big bang, the buffalo gone. Who'd have thunk that greed was wrong? Who taught who to grow the corn? Who burned a fire that had no smoke? Who never lacked, but left no waste? Who moved with the seasons and left no trace? Who fills the creeks with the mountaintops? Whose hole in the ozone is no longer a joke? Big bang, the buffalo gone. Who'd have thunk that greed was wrong? Free range to reservation, Whiskey replaces corn, suppression to depression, humans under oppression. Come back, rise up, my great red brother. Perhaps it's time to rise and teach. Teach an arrogant nation to love our land, to respect and care for, and leave no trace. Why die the buffalo? Why die the salmon? Why die the forest and streams? Why die the mountaintops, the wetlands, and icebergs? Why die the frogs, the spotted owl, the wolf, the whale? Why die the Indians, the Aborigines, the Ugandans, the eagle, the bee? And when die the greed, the gluttony, the corporate ladder, oppression, recession, and selfishness, evil aggression?
Welcome back to episode 25 of the Brown County Hour. In our final segment, we honor Nashville busker John Franz, who won a Lifetime Achievement Award at this year's Brown County Music Awards. We begin with a tribute to John from Marvin Parrish, followed by John in his own words. And last but not least, an April Fool's poem from Gunther Flum. There's a man with a long white beard Sitting on the artist's corner Singing songs to people walking around Broken strings piled back together On his old beat-up guitar They're all rusted but they still make a sound All the guests of Little Nashville As they stroll around the shops Sometimes stop to listen for a while some even dropped some money down inside his little basket Just to thank him for making them smile When I see him passing there and strumming out a song I want to park myself right there and stay all day long Play a song for me, John France, play a song for me now He's been on this very spot for over 30 years now giving folks their Brown County serenade Counting up his tips, making sure the IRS gets a cut out of the money that he's made In the scorching heat of summer or the cold of December He's out there giving all he's got to give such a wisdom hides behind that simple exterior You can tell the man's really lived I sat next to him at the ordinary to have a brewer He's one of the most fascinating cats I ever knew Play a song for me, John France, play a song for me his name forever planted on the corner that will be his claim to fame play a song for me john france play a song for me play a song for me john france play a song for me play a song for me john france play a song for me oh play a song for me john france play a song for me Thank you, John. So, with that, I'd also like to tell you the story a little bit of how I came to Brown County. Uh, this coming Labor Day 
it will have been 25 years when I came here, had $4 to my name. I gave a friend of mine $2 to drive me down here. I had a backpack, tiny tent, and my cherished Gibson J50 guitar. I came to Brown County seeking freedom, peace of mind, and a simple life. And I tell you, Brown County welcomed me with open arms. And I've been here ever since, and I do not regret a day of my life of being here and spending all this time here. I look at this award as uh, kind of the, the crown jewel of my music career. It really pleases me a lot. I'd like to sing you just a few lines of a song that I opened up my singing every day with for at least 35 years. It's from a song called Passing Through, and it went like this. Passing through, passing through. Sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're blue. I'm glad that I ran into you. Tell the people that you saw me passing through. Also, I'd like to end with a Jerry Garcia quote. What a long, strange trip it's been. Thank you, Jerry. Good night, everybody. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Fool is a Matter of Perspective by Gunther Flum. Now, I know a guy around here so cruel, he likes to make an April Fool on every single city folk that he can pull some country joke because he told me deep inside he likes to tweak their city pride. So every April on the 1st, it seems my friend is always nursed a grudge against them folks that share their lifestyle living in a square where city slickers think it's cool to call us country hicks a fool. And so he likes to take a poke on April Fools with a joke since city slickers need to know there's places even we won't go. One year he tried to sell and push Brown County's toilet paper bush, a three-leafed plant he gave new fame since poison ivy is its country name, as once again he showed no pity to fools he found within the city with his irritating caper of selling them our toilet paper. Or when he told them wishing spells was in Brown County's water wells, as he had them slitty sickers join his campaign to take their coin and follow him upon his course to fill each local water source with all them coins them tourists tossed down our wells, which now they lost, as they put money in our bank with every wish and coin that sank. So in the country we all find on April Fools we don't mind when he gives that country twist to the training city slickers missed. Like selling skunks as country cats that could rid their city of all their rats, plus everywhere their kitty went, why, you could track them by their scent. And folks came flocking from the city to buy Brown County's black and white kitty. But it didn't work like you might think. Them skunks was just another stink for what they added to the city smell. Them skunks is pampered and treated well. Then take the time he tried to feel what gave a city such appeal, where city folk who think they're smart by country standards really aren't. And so he went to take a look at all the concrete squares it took to keep these people in their groove to live their life and never move to places like where we reside out in our rural countryside. When he discovered all it takes is city slickers fear of snakes. Those sidewalks are the kind of place where snakes are from the human race, but in our woods where you can't see, why, we've got snake monopoly. So city slickers all beware, we've got a bunch of snakes out there that have a poison, yes it's true, and you might die if they bite you, but in the country you'll find soon that country folks are all immune, as all our snakes will only bite a city slicker in the night. 
But we've got other creatures here that you should hold in awe and fear, for we've got us a giant toad that sucks your car right off the road, and all the country people say they eat each April Fool's Day. So city slickers don't be dumb, because in the country where we're from, you can only make your matters worse if caught in Brown County on April 1st. Come on down on April 2nd, you'll be fine. Yours truly, Gunther Flum. Thanks for tuning in to episode 25 of the Brown County Hour, broadcast from WFHB the first Sunday of every month at 9 a.m. and the following Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can stream this or any of our shows at our website, browncountyhour.com. And while you're there, take a look at our page, Woodwatch, where you can keep up with what's happening on our state forests. And be sure to check us out on Facebook. This show was produced by Jeff Foster and Pam Rader and co-produced by Rick Fettig, Vera Grubbs, and David Seastrom. The executive producer for WFHB is Allison Bektesh. And, as always, we're eternally grateful to Slats Klug for our theme music. You've been listening to the Brown County Hour. Coming to you from deep in the woods of Brown County, Indiana. Celebrating the arts, culture, and nature that make this such a unique community. Visit us online at browncountyhour.com. The Brown County Hour is a production of WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported community radio for South Central Indiana. Take me back, back to my home, Brown County. Oh